Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California. We're here each Wednesday at this time for an hour of health topic digestion and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back to Health Matters. Thanks for joining us again this lovely day here in Sonoma. And we're today we're again back to our we're always back to it, but even more today we're back to our true uh, mission of this program, which is to bring you uh, health information of of uh, primary and central importance uh, for our long term wellness and well being. <clears throat> today our our guest is Donna Gates. She'll be with us in a few minutes. She's written a book called The Body Ecology Diet. Now, we've all heard a lot about diets, and we've all uh, been told at various times over the years that a diet might have some influence on our health care in a positive way or in a negative way. But it's oftentimes diet is regarded as a secondary matter, a matter of uh, at, at most modest influence with regard to how we feel, how well our body functions, how well our Life will sustain and maintain itself. <clears throat> Today's uh, discussion with Donna will, is talking about a, actually a far more primary level of dietary influence. There are things that are so immediate and so obvious in terms of the um, the symptom spectrum of pains and and dis- and, and imbalances in our in our lives that are directly attributable to the consequences of a misunderstanding about how to live in the world that is uh, that Donna's book deals with so i urge people who have anything of substantial nature where they believe they would really like to try to improve their life and their well-being and if they have some health issues of any kind that this story um I don't know her, but I don't really know her book that well. But the general the general genre of what she's teaching about is, a, in my own personal experience, as well as that of many, many of my 35, 40 years of clients, it's a very significant influence and factor. So let me read to you a little bit about her. <clears throat> she starts, a, and well, I'll read about her until such time as she actually calls. Again, her name is Donna Gates. The subtitle of the book, I should say, is Changing the Way the World Eats with Probiotic Nutrition. So we'll talk all about that. A long path of study, experimentation, prayer, and faith has brought me to the point where I am today, a healthy, optimistic woman who wants to share what I've learned. But to reach that point, I've been through many ups and downs in my campaign to overcome candidiasis, a condition that saps the very core of one's vitality and well-being. I was born with a sensitive constitution, including an allergy to milk. I had constant lung problems and colds. 
My skin was very yellow. I had low energy, and sometimes I was very spacey with for no apparent reason. The antibiotics led to food allergies and digestive problems, and my skin didn't clear up unless I took antibiotics every day. I went to a dermatologist and complained that the antibiotics made my stomach burn and gave me indigestion, but he said, don't worry. People stay on antibiotics for years without problems. I, I was vain, so I stuck with the antibiotics until I was in my 30s. Yet I knew something was wrong. In my, with my very sensitive body, I had clues that was connected to the food I was eating. So I began intensive research for answers. I tried macrobiotics, uh, natural hygiene, raw foods, megavitamin therapy. I studied with some of the greatest teachers of these disciplines. Everything I did improved my health somewhat, but not completely. Finally, deeply frustrated, I let go and prayed for help. And then I met Dr. William Cook. Crook, excuse me. Uh, Dr. Crook is a pioneer in treating people with candidiasis, and his books have helped millions. As a sidebar, I've, I read Dr. Crook's book, um, some of his books, maybe 25 years ago, and I indeed, he was indeed a pioneer and indeed helped me and helped many, many people. So that's part of the reason why I'm so enthusiastic about this. And as I, as I learned from him, as I had from other teachers uh, to date, but still that even he did not have the final answer. So after six years of relentless searching and using the most important truths I had studied, I developed the body ecology diet, which goes beyond all these disciplines to ready, uh, really set you up forever with a balanced and inner ecology. And I found, I found a nutrition company called Body Ecology, Inc., and I've learned how we strayed from optimum health that our Creator intended for us. Everyone who has faithfully followed the body ecology diet has improved dramatically, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. I'm confident this book will change your life. If your immune system has weakened to a point where you've developed candidiasis, you spend a lot of money, time, and effort to find a cure. I promise you the body ecology diet will be the end of your search. Now, there's quite a promise. So, um, for those of you who, many of our listeners are probably familiar with, and we'll talk with uh, Donna about this, uh, there's a woman named Shally, Sally Fallon who wrote a book called Nourishing Traditions, which is basically a lot of what Donna is here talking about. So she's got a lot of very uh, well-known um, antecedents to her principles. And what I like about her pro- her project here is she's, She's put together the story in a very digestible form. And we'll talk a little bit about her co-author, Linda Schatz. And so we'll find out about their construction of this thing. But at any rate, it's a it's a very efficient and yet uh, relatively thorough uh, first step uh, for those people who want a comprehensive uh, opportunity, if you will, to deal with some of the things we'll be talking about today. So while we're waiting for her to come back, we'll, I'll read to you about her uh, co-author's um, uh, a story as well. Her name is Linda, Linda Schatz. The body ecology diet helped lift me out of the worst nightmare of my life. When I met Donna, I had spent nearly four years trying to figure out why I was plagued with persistent symptoms of vaginitis, headaches, food allergies, urinary, and GI upsets. I had been to many doctors, tried traditional and non-traditional medicines and regimens, and spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and still I wasn't symptom-free. I had eliminated all sugar, alcohol, and dairy from my diet, 
taken upteen vitamin and mineral supplements, tried internal cleansing cures until I was blue in the face. I was exercising regularly and I had learned relaxation techniques. I was probably the healthiest, healthiest sick person in the world. Um, I lost my place. But until I started the diet, CAPT, CAPD, my symptoms continued. Then I learned how Donna, then I learned from Donna how to use the principle of food combining. And for me, that was the key to accelerating the rate of my improvement. I was so tired of doing things that didn't work that when I found something that did, and here's our guest. Hello, Donna. Hello. Are you there? Welcome to Health Matters. Hello. Hello. Hello, Donna. Are you there? Ned, are you, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Is it good and clear? It's good and clear. Oh, good. It's not so clear for me, but that's okay, as well, long I, as you're clear. I, am, I will do everything humanly possible to make mine as good and clear as I can. Okay, I'll just listen well. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, uh, Donna, I just uh, read your story, the Donna story. And I started out with a description, a brief description of that I was telling our listeners that um, I too am familiar with this topic quite intimately, as are you. And I mentioned about Sally Fallon's book, Nourishing Traditions, and how mm. so much of what you write about has a lot of re resonance in so many other things that I'm quite familiar with. So Good, maybe, yeah. maybe what we could start with in terms of asking you about uh, the situation, uh, you you kind of talk about the mission that you're on, and 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 uh, let's talk. We'll start right with your mission because I think you you make it that way, and I think that it's it's interesting because I think the you know many times there are a lot of people who write books and. And they're kind of, it's just kind of one more thing that they're doing, that, that book. But somehow this, it streams to me as I look at your work, this does seem like a mission and it does seem like something. So talk about it as a mission and so our our audience can really hear the the strength of your commitment to this teaching. <laughs> That's good. I know people always say I'm so passionate about what I do, but, yeah. you know, I know so much. I mean, I know I, I know this condition of candidiasis that I write about. I right. I know, I understand about autism and aging and there's just, you know, the more I study and learn myself, the real, the more I realize that we human beings are in big trouble. Uh -huh. uh, just like the whole, you know, outer echo uh, ecology, uh, we're pretty clear about that. You know, we, we know we've pretty much messed up our air and our water and other animals on the planet, but we're sort of unconscious about uh, what we're doing to ourselves, and everybody's very, very sick. They know that, but we're really running out of time. I always say the window is closing for us to make changes and get out of this box that we're in and get into the right box. <laughs> but um, one of the things I know from working with autistic children is that today one in 60 boys are born, born with autism. And it starts really in the womb, but it sort of also started 50 years ago when we started really using a lot of chemicals and pesticides and changing our food dramatically so it wasn't even nourishing anymore. And what we don't realize is that when a baby is born, that baby, the egg that that baby, you know, that made that baby really came from the baby's grandmother. So when a woman is carrying a baby in her womb, um, the, 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 uh, that little baby, you know, the egg that that baby came from, came from the woman's 
grandmother, when, when, her, when the mother was in her mother's womb. And so what this means is that it actually takes several generations for us to honestly see what we're doing. Now, we can all already tell that we have uh, problems with fertility uh, for, on both men and women's sides. And, you know, there, so many people are having, it takes a long time for a couple to get pregnant, and women are spending fortune on um, IV and fertilization. And so, you know, there's signs, but we don't get it that we are reaching a generation that cannot reproduce. You mentioned Sally's work, and, you know, Sally's very big about, um, you know, uh, Wesley Price and Pottinger's work about right. the cats. Those cats, after about the third or fourth generation, they couldn't, re- they, they weren't reproducing. They were very, very sick. They didn't have healthy brains and behavior. But most of all, they couldn't regenerate that, that last generation. They couldn't bring them back to health, in other words. And we're unfortunately there. We're reaching that point. We, this window is closing. We have to move quickly. On the other end, we've got my new book that's coming out in October was written for baby boomers. Right, I'm very and, eager. To, I'm also very eager to talk about that book as well because I think certainly many of our listeners are really almost closer to that end of the equation than than you know perhaps the young mother with the, the candidiasis problem. Yeah, exactly. But the, those are our children and our grandchildren, so we have a very big concern for them. But sure. you're right. I mean, the baby boomers are facing a serious crisis of their own because. If we don't turn around the direction that we're going, we are going to become an enormous generation. There's 79 million of us in the U.S. here. And can you imagine that many people wearing diapers, walking around with no memory? We can't drive cars. You know, baby boomers know they're going to die, and they're not as afraid to die as they are of losing their independence. Mm -hmm. So in my next book, I'm really giving outstanding solutions for truly reversing the aging process and teaching people really how to reclaim at least 20 years uh, of their youth again. Mm-hmm. But we have to do that. We, we must as a generation. You know, I, if you, in the book I explain all the different cha- changes that began to happen in the world as we began to come here, uh, so many of us. So they had to develop schools and shopping centers and hospitals and suburbs all came about because of us. But um, we changed the world. You know, we began refining our food and having TV dinners and, you know, really bad oils and so on. But we were the first generation to really begin to see, to experience the worst. But now our children and grandchildren are paying for it. So we can't leave this planet like it is. Our biggest, greatest mission is ahead of us yet. And we tend to be a generation that changes anything we come to. So we, you know, we, we look at something and we say, this doesn't work, and we tear it apart and let the younger generations, you know, recreate something better. Well, that's what we're about to do with aging. We're about to say we're not going to age the way other people have in the past. We are going to find answers, and there are answers here already. It's really a matter of just teaching people about, you know, the, give them the answers. And so as, as, as Andy Weil kind of frequently complains about anti-aging, he says that, he says that the people use the word, and, and I'm not criticizing you particularly, but that generally he says the people who use the anti-aging kind of notion are people who are really trying to sell people a bill of goods. And what I hear you saying, or what I, as I, at least as I perceive what you're talking about, it isn't so much that you're trying to, de- to deny the fact of aging, but you're trying to recreate 
a positive, uh, a positive fun- functional biology and, and, and develop, help people develop and help them orient in a, in a very broad and, and very uh, elaborate way to... Well, I would, I would disagree with Andy in that sense. I, uh, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> he actually helped me when I was... The, I brought, years ago, brought Stevie into the country, and he was one of the doctors that helped me promote it and oh, teach good. people about it. But we uh, we often disagree on things. Oh, I, well, I, 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 used to, I disagree with him all the time as well myself. And at the same time, but, but he, he, I think he does make a somewhat valid point in the sense that there there is a lot of hocus pocus in the in the medical anti aging world out there with whether it's Botox or whatever it is. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, but and, there's a and, lot of things that most people don't know about that are really right here, about to be totally available. To for us, like stem cells, for example. Right. You don't hear much about them yet, right. but they're pretty extraordinary. Well, and yeah. um, they're going to be available to us to regenerate our basic organs, like our kidneys, our heart, our brain, and so on. Won't that be exciting? You can get cells for that and begin yeah. to literally, everything. You know, if you have conditions like Parkinson's, right. Alzheimer's, that's going to be available, available to us. So I don't feel I'm exaggerating or mm-hmm. being overly optimistic about what's coming for us. But the main thing is we have to live long enough to, um, you know, enjoy these wonderful tools that are coming our way. Let's do it. Donna, we need to take a break. We're talking with Donna Gates. We're talking about, now I guess we're going to talk about both of her books. They're a body ecology book, and we're also talking about her newer book, the Baby Boomer Diet. So please stay with us. You're listening to Sun FM 91.3. We'll be back with you in just a minute. And you too, Donna, just hang with us if you will, please. I will. Sonoma County Bicycle Coalition hosts the second annual Northern California Bicycle Expo Saturday, August 20th, Santa Rosa City Hall and D Street. Bikes, bikes, and more bikes. Northern California Bicycle Expo at Santa Rosa City Hall. Live music, great beer, great eats, 10 to 4, Saturday, August 20th. You could call 707-545-0153 or go to bikesonoma.org, bikesonoma.org, wear your helmet. Are you looking for a great place for your fundraiser, party, special event, memorial service, wedding reception, or dance? The Moose Lodge in Sonoma has it all. From a certified commercial kitchen, full bar, and a large capacity venue with lots of parking, we invite nonprofits and groups that need a place to meet as well. Please call for more information at 996-3877, 996-3877. We are here to help. We are a community service organization. You're listening to Sun FM 91.3 KSVY in Sonoma. And welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by Donna Gates, the author of The Body Ecology Diet, and also the new uh, the new, the newer book still, The Baby Boomer Diet. So, Donna, uh, sort of going back to the body ecology diet. Now, this this book came out originally in the in the middle nineties uh, with the same uh, co-author, according to what I was able to find. So, this obviously this book has been around a long time. Tell listeners a little bit about what it was that wanted you to update it, and and what what how is it different from the original text? 
Well, I did revise it or update it. I just went through every page in the book to make sure this is how I would say it today. Okay. But the book has been out for 16 years, and it's made its way all over the world, surprisingly. You know, I originally wrote it for people who have systemic yeast infection or candidiasis, but once it was out there, um, people started doing the diet, and no matter what they had from Parkinson's, um, MS, you know, autism, so many people began to recover because of the, I think, because we're heavy on, well, it's a sugar-free diet, it's a gluten-free diet, very big on probiotic foods. It just works. Mm-hmm. And then the reason I, um, you know, is now with Hay House because Louise Hay went on the diet oh, about four years ago, and there she we loved go. it. Yeah. It's very, you know, been wonderful for her too. Sure. But um, she said to me, Donna, we can really help you and get this out to more people in the world. Oh, good. And and, and it's, I feel like it's critical that people understand uh, how you know t- about this. Okay. Uh, the, so I just kind of turned it over to them and, right. you know, put it in the hands of God and hope it gets in lots of people's hands. Well, now tell us a little bit about Linda. Is it Schatz is how she pronounces her name? Yeah, Linda Schatz. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell, her, well, tell, tell us about her participation. In the, in the, in, obviously, you're, you're the lead author here, but you, when, when, you, when it says with Linda Schatz, so do, tell us about her participation. Because the book does seem like it's, it's a, a book written by a, a person with a great sense of order. And is yeah. is that is she, that um, is that, that was wonderful because she was a student in my class and she oh. came and she kept telling me she was a writer. I see. And I thought, oh, I've got to get this, a book written. And so, right. and she really, we sat down uh, together and actually I think we worked on it for about four years off and on. Mm-hmm. But she was a great person to write work with because she does have that sense of order and I have so much information. Right. That I always want to share. So you need somebody that can help you kind of compartmentalize it and mm-hmm. make it clear to people. But it was a real joint effort. Like we worked well together where she'd write and I'd write on top of that and she'd edit what I wrote. And so it's kind of hard to tell whose voice is, you know, it's really both of us. Right. But um, and I have revised it a number of times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, let's 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 go back, and I want to also let our listeners know: should they have any? Because it's a it's a complex topic with lots of pieces to it, and we we only have a little bit a little bit of time with Donna. So I want our listeners to know that they can call us at nine three three nine one three three. We'll be happy to take calls through the through the rest of the program for people who might want to ask Donna a question or offer some um, some of their own experience working in this way with. Uh, a, a deep ecology a method of of uh, doing healthcare for themselves. So, Donna, maybe we could sort of start with the basic proposition of the book. We've we've sort of outlined a little bit of it, but kind of go back to the sort of outer ecology, inner inner ecology idea a little bit, and the overview of the basic sort of principles of the body ecology diet. Well, we do have inside of our body an entire ecosystem, a whole entire world living in the gut that um, is very, very vital to, if it's, it has to be healthy, kind of like a very healthy garden inside of us. Right. And that means um, there's a lot of beneficial bacteria that, or, or commensal bacteria, which means they're neutral, but even those guys do a really important, have a role, important role to play in keeping us healthy. And so, you know, we, we um, recommend eating fermented foods, probiotic foods, and they're very old, ancient foods that have been on the planet for a long, long time, but somehow or other they were forgotten and left out of people's diets. So, you know, and then the people that did eat them around the world did never understand how important they were. They come over, in a, you know, to America, and they just, you know, go on the American diet. So 
they're getting sick. Well, these bacteria that are inside of us, these good bacteria and the commensal ones, they do so many important things. They really are regulating all kinds of functions that are happening in our body because they communicate to the gut wall, which then is connected to the brain and central nervous system. You know, I mean, there's a big brain in our gut, but there's a, you know, everybody knows about the brain in our head, but the two are connected, and the microflora are inside the gut brain really doing uh, important things for us. They're making B vitamins and vitamin K, and they keep their world very clean, which is, or they wouldn't be able to survive. Their world is our, um, that means our intestines are clean, which means that every cell, every organ in our body is going to be cleaner and healthier. Um, gosh, I could just go on and on. They balance our hormones. They break down our food and, and make sure it's digested properly so that it gets into the cells and that we're, we're nourished well. Let's, let's talk about the brain and the gut because, there's, of course, there's been several books that have been written about the, you know, the second brain, the, the, the brain of the gut. And I think that for some, probably some of our listeners, probably most of our listeners, that, that idea is not at all a developed idea. So, so tell our listeners a little bit about you've, all the research and thoughts you've had on that topic. Talk about that brain and how that brain intersects with the brain of our head and the brain of the rest of our cells, if you would, please, for a minute or two. Well, this big brain in our head that we've known about for a really long time um, is connected to the brain in our gut through something called the vagus nerve. The and tenth if you cranial sever nerve. Yeah. the two, um, you know, sever the vagus nerves and the two technically can't communicate, the brain in our gut actually goes on functioning quite well. It produces serotonin and, you know, digest your food for you, but... Um, it's, and I always call it the prim- refer to it as the primal brain. Like really, this brain mm-hmm. is al- always comes first when animals evolve and develop. Oh, okay. The one in our head mm-hmm. is um, really is a really important one. I don't want to discount that. Where right. it's best when they work together, and they do constantly work together, uh, sending signals back and forth. Um, there's there's so much about thousands of research studies on on showing what gut toxins do to the brain, for example, and not just to the brain, but to the thyroid, to the adrenals, to the liver. Every organ in the body basically right. is, um, is, you know, in trouble if the gut isn't working right. But, but this is the... a major uh, command center in the body, and I always find it interesting that the martial arts, you know, always refer to this horror region or power region of our body um, is the place to be centered and focused. Well, that's really true for health. Well, now, people, when they think of brain, they think of <clears throat> there are all these body regulatory functions, which you've talked about, of course, and with some good detail. But but there, there's also a thinking function, if you will. And so <clears throat> talk a little bit about if you, if, 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 you, if you think that way. Perhaps you don't. But if you think that the gut brain also is a thinking brain, how do you see the connection of the emotional fields in our in our <clears throat> that we carry around with us? How do you see the the, the gut brain as, as being part of the emotional system? Well, they work very intimately together emotionally mm. as well. And for example, if you are under stress, then the gut brain um, sort of shuts down, and uh, the brain in our head sort of takes over, so we can run away from the lion. Mm. But you know the saying that we we often say all the time. Um, I've got this gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, we do, and it's, we definitely feel in our gut. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, again. So that's so it's an emotional center. It's, what you, it's, it's an emotional center, and it's not just an emotional reactor, but it's actually an emotional processor and an emotional thinker, even. Yes, but um, you know, if you um, if you're under stress, or you tend to just by the very nature of your personality, mm-hmm. tend to be a worry wart and have anxiety, mm-hmm. um, you will. You're again. That's a perfect example of the two of them working together. You your gut clamps down. Mm-hmm. And you don't digest your foods well. You tend to be constipated. Mm-hmm. Um, your brain then um, is not receiving the nutrients that it needs, and it's it's um, expressing that anxiety as well. You know, there's just an amazing connection between the two. I, I think uh, one of the perfect examples is uh, autism, because now the doctors know that, and, and working with these children and helping them recover, that the very first step that the, um, a mother has to make with her child is to heal the gut, you know, get really? digestion oh. working really well. All these children have yeast infections. They always have a gut, gut dysbiosis with pathogens in their gut, like yeast and bacteria, mm-hmm. and it's affecting the brain tremendously. Wow, wow. So is there good science on that? I haven't, I haven't read that particular fact. I mean, I can, Oh, yes, I'll... there's a lot of research on um, even bacterial toxins, mm-hmm. like there's something mm-hmm. called lipopolysaccharide, LPS, that right. is a really dangerous dangerous uh, toxin produced by gram-negative bacteria has a uh, really bad effect on the brain. It can change your behavior. It can become depressed, um, right. low self-esteem, anxiety, panic even, feeling panic. Just right. from that one toxin, uh, that one bacteria, the toxin it secretes. Now, you you also claim that this body, this, right, that this, the body ecology program is also going to be a good weight loss vehicle. And boy, that's important to a lot of people. So maybe you could sort of open up, crack open that idea a little bit and explain to our listeners about how that's, why that's so. And so it's, it's, it's not only a question of eating less, but it's also a question of what, 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 what about the body ecology diet? And I realize there are a lot of pieces to that, but I'm I'm sure many of our listeners, if they want to take seriously this, this idea that you've offered with us today, uh, and so many of us people struggle with with weight issues. Talk about that that general picture, if you would. Well, I could have probably made a fortune if I, and people would have bought the book sooner. And, and not that they haven't bought it, we've sold hundreds of thousands of copies. But right. more people would have been interested in it if I had promoted it as a weight loss diet. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to lose weight on this diet mm-hmm. and keep it off forever that you know I don't even focus on that. But why does it work? Well. First of all, when you eat your food, you're digesting it better, and then the food gets into your cells like it's supposed to, and you're not hungry anymore. People are genuinely hungry. I mean, I, I think they're physically hungry. I think we're also spiritually hungry, a lot of us. But, but truly, we are. Even if we've had a lot of food to eat, there's something we're so hungry. And and if you nourish the cells really well, you don't have that desire to eat. Secondly, the Fermented foods that we recommend or the probiotic foods that uh, are part of the diet, they totally suppress your cravings for sugar. Now, that's a big deal if you're trying to lose weight because most people say, you know, I really should stop eating these cookies and I'm not going to have that bar every morning for breakfast, but they have this craving all the time and they give in to that. So the the, uh, bacteria, the healthy bacteria in the gut begin to reprogram the brain so you don't want those carbs. And um, it's just, you know, that's one way it's working. But we have 
um, we have seven principles that universal laws or principles that we body cause is based on, which is why it's not just a diet. It's really a way of life, a whole system of health and healing. And one of those principles, the principle of food combining, uh, where you'd put your, have your protein and you would have it with non-starchy vegetables. Or you'd have quinoa and millet. Those are our versions of grains with vegetables. But you would not put your quinoa and, say, your protein together, your, your fish and quinoa mm-hmm. or fish and rice. Or you wouldn't have a hamburger with meat and bread. When you do that, it is amazing how much weight you'll lose, easily about 18 pounds in a month. Wow. Uh, so uh, we're very, it's very easy to lose weight on the Body Ecology Diet. Well, t- so t- talk a little bit about, okay, now food combining is something that's going to be a little exotic for the ears of so probably most of our listeners, or at least certainly a large portion, a, a large group of them. So b- beside buying your book, is, 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 is the food combining principles that you that you put out are pretty much the same ones that uh, Edgar Casey puts out and that mm. Sally puts yes. out and other people. So it's kind of that general, uh, that general layout, you know, in terms of the. Yeah, and so if you want a piece of fruit, make sure your stomach is empty. Don't eat fruit with another meal. Right. And by the way, tomatoes are a fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. They can go okay with a salad. Right. But you wouldn't put them in a complex meal. Okay. Uh, with say bread and, and mm-hmm. meat. Okay. But now, um, now on another your website, example of the. Simple food combining rules, just have protein and non-starchy vegetables. So let's say you had chicken or fish, and you'd have them with, uh, say, broccoli, asparagus, green beans. There's tons of non-starchy vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we always recommend people um, eat fermented vegetables, what we call cultured vegetables. or It's really cabbage and other vegetables that have been shredded uh, and then packed into a jar, and, let, and they're, then they sit out for a week where they ferment. When you eat those vegetables, you're eating all this wonderful bacteria. And, um, again, the good bacteria, the ones you want. Right. And, um, and then the magic starts to happen. Do you, do you feel that the, the average listener could, can, can get a, a quality fermented food in a jar at the, rest, at, at the grocery store? Is there, is there, are there good quality fermented foods that people can buy, and what are they at the grocery store? Well, just your ordinary grocery store, no, but um, health food stores have them, and more and more people around the country are going into the business of making them because probiotic foods are becoming hot. We used to have just yogurt, practically, and then, again, I was the person years ago that started bringing in milk kefir because we didn't really have it here, mm-hmm. and that's pretty popular now. But now, you know, for years, really, I've been promoting fermented vegetables, um, I think our work with autism has been so successful that a lot of the young mothers have had, you know, they, they're always on the Internet sharing what they know, so they're all on it all over the world. And so there's, you know, there's a market now. People are, and if you go online, there are people that will mail you. They're, the Amish are making them. So it, it won't be long before they jump and they're going to be everywhere and we're going to think, you know, can't now, remember. Now, I'd like for instance, do, do they, okay, it, in, in the case of like, uh, something that that it, like cabbage, for instance, in terms of uh, sauerkraut, that kind of thing. Is there is there a non refrigerated sauerkraut that you can buy at the health food store that's not refrigerated that that can also sustain the 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 bacteria that you that you believe in and subscribe to? No, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, really, um, let's see. So the, if most people, if they go into a regular store and they buy sauerkraut, they're getting something that's been pasteurized, mm-hmm. uh, it'll have vinegar in it, lots, 
Yeah, salt and citric acid. We're talking about foods that are full of live, wonderful bacteria, and they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're both sour, but there's a big difference. The live bacteria, the cultured vegetables I'm talking about are loaded with these incredible live enzymes and bacteria. And, and so those fresh. have to be refrigerated to be, to be, to be, to be. They should be refrigerated. But you know, Captain Cook actually took fermented cabbage on voyages where he would go out to sea for two years at a time. Oh. He had these wooden barrels down in the bottom of the, his ship, and they, that's why the, his men never got scurvy, because they always had this fermented cabbage, which is very rich in vitamin C. Wonderful. Uh, you know, so it can it can last out of the refrigerator, but it gets more and more sour. I got you. Um, it lasts for years. It's a great survival food. Wonderful. Well, Donna, we we're up to another break. Uh, again, our let our listeners know we're talking to Donna Gates, the body ecology diet, rebuilding your immunity and uh, recovering your health. She's uh, also uh, written another book on the baby boomers and all that. It takes to, and that's coming out very soon. Actually, the baby boomer diet is out in next month, as I understand. Right, so, oh, well, October eleventh. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. Please stay with us. You're listening to Health Matters on KSBY, Sun FM ninety one point three in Sonoma. We'll be back with you in just a moment. And stay with us, Donna. The California Department of Veterans Affairs works to connect with California veterans, assess their needs, and get them connected to the benefits they've earned through their military service. Whether you're a recently returned veteran or served in the U.S. military decades ago, CalVet can help. Visit www.veterans.ca.gov or call 877-741-8532, 877-741-8532. You served. Now let us serve you. Sonoma County Bicycle Coalition hosts the second annual Northern California Bicycle Expo Saturday, August 20th, Santa Rosa City Hall and D Street. Bikes, bikes, and more bikes. Northern California Bicycle Expo at Santa Rosa City Hall. Live music, great beer, great eats. 10 to 4, Saturday, August 20th. You could call 707-545-0153 or go to bikesonoma.org, bikesonoma.org. Wear your helmet. You're listening to Sun FM 91.3 KSVY in Sonoma. And welcome back to Health Matters. Uh, Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by Donna Gates, the author of The Body Ecology Diet and an upcoming book, The Baby Boomer Diet. So, Donna, um, I, I hope that our listeners who don't seem to be very talkative today uh, do get a chance to call. So if you, there's still room to talk to Donna Gates here at Health Matters, our call-in number is 933-9133. And for those out listening to us on the Internet or out of town, the area code is 707-996-4511 to talk to Donna Gates So and me as well. Uh, so, Donna, um, kind of... Going back to sort of the, the sort of the structure of your book, um, the you ha- you kind of go from this 
the the outline, and then then you talk about the uh, the the basics of the body ecology diet and the description and so on. It's very it's very it's built very carefully to really help people in a very simple way find their way through. And then of course ultimately there's recipes and so on. Talk if you would about about um, the kind of work that you've done over the years with the, with this. Uh, this theme. Talk about the different environments within which you've worked with this theme, and and so our listeners get a sense of you. We we mentioned in passing autism, and of course for anybody out there who with a child with autism or with some other person in their family, this certainly would be an, you know obviously a very important idea. But but given that you've been at this as long as you have, you've obviously you've been invested in different kinds of communities with different kinds of situations. Start to describe, if you would, some of the sort of striking situations that you've been part of and and, and how your intervention has, has made a difference in those environments, if you would. Well, I've been very much aware that we some of the foods we needed most have not been avail, available to us. Like I was... Um, told by Dr. Ray Pete how important coconut oil was for the thyroid. Right. And coconut oil didn't exist in this country. So I got hold of some and started, you know, letting people sell it. I mean, I would sell it to people, and they'd use it, and I'd explain how important it was. And then Sally joined in, Sally Fallon, and she right. was adding the same, you know, message, like, we need coconut oil. And, and then one day, about five years later, it just kind of jumped everywhere. You know, I brought in you know, I was stevia didn't exist, and I thought we have got to have something other than sugar and aspartame, and which is NutraSweet and Equal back in those days, uh, because people can't take those and they can't eat sugar. We've got to have something. And I found out that the Japanese were um, using stevia over there. They didn't really know they were using it. It was mostly in their commercial products. But I got hold of some and started, did the same thing uh, here, and then it eventually jumped. Uh, where everybody knows about it and is using it. And, um, you know, just now now it's fermented foods in general. So I, I feel like I've, uh, you know, and done a lot to help people understand the importance of fermented foods that, they, that no one around the world has ever known before. You know, we have all this research being done, and researchers report their information to each other in their journals, but it rarely gets down to our level where it's useful for us. And so I've tried to connect a lot of dots and find different pieces of research but it's amazing how much research supports, you know, what 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 we say in body ecology. Well, and let's then, let's, let's know, talk about your website. That, that's... Uh, people uh, to teach this all over the world. And for example, in Australia, we have 34 certified body ecologists over there, and four of them in New Zealand. There, people are dotted all over the world helping get the message out. And, so you actually have a training course. You have a training thematic, or people can join and be part, be party to this. And and if they want to be a body ecology therapist, is that how you do it? Yes, certified body ecologist. But we sort of, um, you know, to get because of the book launches and so on, we've um, we've sort of put that program off to the beginning of next year. I see. And then we're going to start um, start that part over again. But the uh, body there is a lot of wonderful, well trained people in the world making big differences in their community by using this work. So, okay, well then let's let's talk about um, the, let's see, what to talk about. The the issues of your website, because you know, I think that your website also is because is you, sell, you sell some products, but you also give a, a, a whole bunch of articles on different parts of this message so people can actually invest themselves in just looking on your website uh, and then they could find out some more before they have to 
you know, commit to the book or commit to the to, to the work to the work that this represents. So, talk a little bit about your website. What tell our listeners what's there a little bit, kind of what the name of the website is, of course, and then also what's there and how they can begin to, if they haven't really, you know, really thoroughly ne- begin to negotiate with themselves on this idea. How they would use the website in a proactive way. Well, the the website addresses bodyecology.com, okay. and we also have a fantastic Facebook community of close to 10,000 people, but they're Wonderful. so supportive of each other. They're always answering questions for new people joining, uh-huh. and we realize that we have a lot of information. Um, one of our principles, our seven principles, is the principle of step-by-step, and that principle says that you can't pick up all the tools that we offer right away. Um, just pick up the ones that are most appealing to you and easiest to do, and then keep adding. And mm-hmm. so, yes, we have a lot of information, uh, and, and I guess sometimes people don't realize that we have extraordinary products, but uh, really basic products that people need that create that foundation. See, that's what a lot of people are missing is the foundation, and they're going out and they're buying products, but they don't work as well without that foundation. And so our products are that foundation. Mm-hmm. But there's so much information um, that you can type in many, many different topics on the um, on the internet, and we come up because for years we've been writing articles on so many subjects and putting them out there. But this, you know, we have a lot of testimonials lately. We've posted a lot of them because we've had thousands and thousands of testimonials over the years, and we thought, well, you know, it's about time for people to see how effective this work is. Mm-hmm. So those are up there too, and okay. we we um, you know. Teleseminars and things are available, so we we do everything we can to support people as they make this transition. Now you say you use the word "we." Who who are we? Tell us about who we is. How how big an operation do you have? I mean, how and and our you know talk a little bit about your organization, if you would. Well, from the beginning, I've always had this very strong sense that there's a power behind body ecology, and that this information is meant to come out now. We, we're asking for it, and we need it very much to be able to transition into a much better health care system than the one we've, we've had. You know, this, this one is now going with nature, tuning in with nature. It's going to be much more successful. But, and in the past, older systems of healing like Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine have been, you know, good for us, but there's really a need for a new system of healing because, our bodies have changed, the world around us has changed, and those systems are not addressing our current issues. So when I say we, I always feel like we always say the hand of God is in this work because there's some sort of power or force, but also so many people around the world have gotten into body culture with such a passion, and there's so many people now that are expanding the work, you know, sharing it and getting themselves well and then telling their friends that, it, it is a we, you know, it just, I only played a small role. I mean, it was, I guess I, you know, I've worked hard and I've been persistent right. <laughs> and I am passionate, but um, my role is just sort of as a catalyst. This work is really meant to go all over the world and help people. And it has, it is, it is doing that. So a person, so of our listeners who are interested, who didn't have the, didn't have the inclination to call us today, they, they can go to the website, the bodyecology.com, and then they can also go to body, body Ecology at Facebook, I guess, and then yes. and they, can, then they can listen in and join the community and hear the sort of the back and forth of things that you can get on Facebook. So talk a little bit about the Facebook 
experience in terms of what 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 are people likely to see there? I mean, you mentioned a little bit about it, but say a little bit more because I think so many people are are not as familiar with you know actually using Facebook in the way that you're talking about it in terms of actually thinking of it as a, a sort of a life change. That so many people that I know they use it as sort of a chat room kind of thing, but it seems to me like you're saying that there's actually a a community of people with intention toward uh, healing, helping healing their families themselves and then possibly the those around them in the world, for that matter. So talk a little bit about how you see Facebook as, and, and, place, and social media itself as being ger- germane and relevant to, to the diff- different parts of, of the work as you, as you describe it. Well, Facebook is, is exactly that. It's a community. It's a way of bringing people together who have this common interest. In this case, it's their health, but it's more specific. It's people wanting to do the diet but wanting support. And okay. after you give somebody the right information, the next thing they want, you know, when, when people say come to a lecture or learn about what we're doing, they, they're totally enrolled. They want to do it. But then they need support. And, you know, you come every day, you might have a little question that pops into your mind. Through Facebook, I guarantee you somebody will answer that question for you. Uh, people post wonderful recipes on there and share their experiences. That's very encouraging to see all the, you know, the gratitude that people have and, the, um, mm-hmm. you know, they share their experiences so everybody else is encouraged as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's a wonderful thing. And then years ago I started a, a community, Bedrock Community, we call it, Body Ecology Diet, wow. covering our kids. So it's B-E-D-R-O-K. Mm-hmm. Now bedrockcommunity.org is a fantastic community as well. If you have a child or if you want to have a healthy child, haven't had one yet, because those moms are moms whose children had autism, and they know so much that they actually even teach the doctors what to do. We've actually had quite an impact on, you know, the direction that autism recovery has occurred in the world. Um, has that is that taken place very broadly nationally, or is there has it been geographically or, or, oriented in a particular place? What in terms of the the work with autism, in terms of in, oh, in influencing it's physicians and so on? Is it is it national? Amazing how many people around the world. I mean, you know, yeah. people from we have we have bedrock communities in Hong Kong, Australia. Okay, Canada, so it is truly international, all yeah. over the world. Yeah, right, because right. Um, these mothers. Are the, you know they're in their thirties and late twenties and maybe early forties, but they're very savvy on the uh, uh, and they'll uh-huh. put they'll learn something and share it and they're uh, in other posts wow. and other community. Uh, this sounds like a one, that they this... belong to and wow, it just goes all over the world. I put out new information, and two or three months, seen it come right back to me. So it's fantastic. Wow. Wow. It's a great time to be alive. Great time to be alive. Well, well, Donna, just a couple more minutes we have so. What more could you share with our listeners that would sort of encourage them toward looking at your work and looking at the at the general themes that you've you shared with us today? What what more should be said about that? And also, if there's if you're going to be are you going to be in the Bay Area at all upcoming with this new book or any, the 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 newer book still? Are you going to be speaking anywhere? I love that area, so I hope so. But we don't have anything scheduled right now. Okay. okay. Um, but let's see. What I would say to people, sort of as a wrap up, is right. that yes, we have a ton of fantastic information, but don't be overwhelmed. There's really only three simple steps that people have to uh, make, and, and that causes a huge, fantastic reaction and what positive reaction um, to your health. And 
one of those steps is to cut cut way back on the amount of sugar that you're using. We have stevia and another sweetener that's come in from Japan recently that's fantastic called Lakanto. So cut back or eliminate the sugar. Secondly, the, um, if you'll just change the oils you're eating to the ones that we recommend, and we also recommend a variety of oils. You don't just want olive oil and fish oil, flax oil or something. You need a variety because they work together. They all have different fatty acid profiles, and together they're magical. The third thing, and actually the most important thing, is to add fermented foods to your diet. Mm-hmm. If you do, you won't. You'll be can cut back on the sugar, and you'll be able to digest those fats and oils that you're now eating, the good ones, and they and so many other great things happen. You've got a strong immune system. You're going to start slowing down your aging process tremendously. It's just it's really magical. Three simple steps what that will do for you. Donna, it's been a great pleasure to have you, and I'm a big fan of, of your work, and, uh, and I'm, I hope to uh, come back to this. And I look actually for talking further about your next book, because I think that uh, a, lot of our, a lot of our audience is in the baby, baby boomer environment, and I think that much of what you say, you know, sort of organized for the baby boomer to hear will be interesting. So well, I'll, I'll talk to, have to talk to your publicist and see if we can't get you back on for a, a conversation specifically about the baby boomer book. That would be fantastic. That's my next big mission is to uh-huh. turn the, make every baby born young again so we can do a, the biggest job, most important job of our life. Let's do it, Donna. Thanks so much okay. for joining us. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. My pleasure. So there she is. That was our girl, uh, Donna Gates. And I do think that she carries a really useful and important message. And I have so many over the years for my own self and many of my clients over the years have, when they've heard the kind of message that she's providing, they have, they have begun to find a sort of a, a, a sort of a bedrock principle of, of self-care that is actually relatively easy to do that costs almost nothing. And it's just takes some intention. It just takes some understanding and it takes some willingness to, to accept that your ecology is is one of your best friends if if you can make it that way and and you have a choice and and you have a choice with your fork and you have a choice with your intention and so our we we at health matters believe that this is a, a, a and of course here we are in the wine country and many people like a lot of sugar and and in their wine and so one of the things they say well whoa why can't I have all my bottles of wine well uh, that's a that's an issue but um, all that said. Pay attention to this way of thinking, and you'll 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 benefit. If you cannot pacify your spirit and let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. But to be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry. Keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's the basic uh, uh, information from the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. That's the basic book of Chinese medicine. Our Health Matters motto is: Still, healthcare isn't a noun. It's a verb. So tune us in again next week, and uh, we'll be talking to uh, Deborah Rogers on functional anatomy, and then the week thereafter we'll be joined again by uh, Teresa Rousseau and friends to talk about their dream group. So we're happy to have you with us. We wish you called more often, but even if you don't, stay with us, and we look for you again next time. And until then, I bid you well.